It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Welcome once again to Wrestling Daft Marks, and we've turned 40, this is the 40th episode and I'm turning 40, much like this show in a couple of weeks time, it's highly depressing but this will not be a depressing show, we embrace the 40th episode um, Hailing from Larbert, weighing in at 184 pounds, yeah it's, it's, it's flying up now uh, I'm John, producer of Wrestling Daft, host of this very show and with me, a man who's bigger than Drew McIntyre's sword that's a spoiler alert for Raw if you haven't seen it yet. It's Big Alex. Is it as big as the mystery of how WWE thinks the history of Scotland and Ireland are interconnected? Because they are, they no. There is an interconnection between not, them. Not quite to the level that they portrayed, although I did like the way it was Seamus gifting him the sword from behind, but we'll save that for Gary's rocket over later, shall uh, we? And we, we can actually say it for the first time. There's not a connection because we are better at football than them. Yes! Oh, <laughs> yes, sir! <laughs> no Scotland, no party. It's official. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, we here to talk about wrestling, and that man you just heard there is a, a man who's hot on the trail, and I'm putting emphasis on hot on the trail, of The Undertaker's love of Nando's. It's Gary Cassidy from Inside the Ropes. Talk us through what the hell is going on with The Undertaker and Nando's. So uh, this actually happened last year. I don't know if any of you remember the Scottish Comic Con. Yeah. Yes. But I, I tried, um, of course, tried to get along to that to interview the Undertaker. They were only going to give me Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Marty Jannetty. So I decided not to go because I, I was actually, I think I was meant to be down in London or something. There was something going on at the same time. And I was like, no, I would need to cut a journey short. Uh, but the Undertaker ate in Nando's. He didn't eat at number 13 table. Number 13 was right next to it. But what they've done is they've reconfigured the table numbers to make the table Undertaker was sitting at number 13. And Nando's have paid tribute to the Undertaker by permanently reserving his table in the West Lothian, uh, I can't remember what it is. Oh, sorry, Lothian Road, um, Edinburgh yeah. uh, branch of Nando's. So I'm not sure if they have legitimately like completely reserved it and it will never be eaten at again. But that's what their claim is. And yeah, Undertaker replied to it to say, get me 15 hot wings, uh, make sure, uh, get me 15 wings, make sure they're hotter than hell for my return. And then a couple of days later, Hot Ones, the, the podcast where they interview somebody while making them eat the hottest wings ever, are now going to have the Undertaker on. So it looks like we're just getting Undertaker hot wings news going forward. <laughs> That's an I association that. I never thought I'd see, but I'm all for it. Absolutely. And uh, there's actually one, I know we're going to get into the news later, but there's one bit of breaking news that's just came for PW Insider that I think I should say, because I need to read out the first sentence for full effect. So it's a spoiler for Survivor Series where it's going to be Undertaker's 30th anniversary. And the first sentence is, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle and Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle is scheduled to be in, in attendance. They've named them twice. Do you know why? Because they're covering all angles. Hey! <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if, you know, obviously the Undertaker's build for Survivor Series this weekend, if he just comes up and he does like a man versus food hot wing challenge? 
<laughs> eats the gobbledygooker. That's what you want him to do. Just Today, man one, and then Undertaker just stands <laughs> up at the end. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great television. You know, get Adam Richman along. That oh, what a way yeah, to go no, out. no, you'll have heat with Adam Richman now. He's vegan. Oh, so is he? <laughs> he? He's all about the avo now. Yeah, he, uh, oh, he's fuck vegan. Off, Adam. <laughs> you can spice <laughs> avos. Have you never had spiced cauliflower? Like, they do instead <laughs> of wings? Oh, wings are brilliant. I, I'm a big fan oh, of cauliflower. Jesus. Oh, no, that's John's rant for next week. People who are vegan. As they're uh, put on the menu in most places, collie wings, which John will love even more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When does fucking cauliflower start having one? Get yourself. Do you know what the worst one is? Have you ever seen cauliflower rice? Yeah, uh, yeah, just shred yeah. cauliflower and uh, put it in the dish and be like, right. <laughs> right, anyways. Smells horrendous. Forget about that. Just forget about that. Um, so, yeah, uh, Undertaker, we'll get into Undertaker and uh, Survivor Seas a bit later on the show as we kind of preview that. Uh, of course, we're going to be burying and putting over stuff from the big shows in the company of our guest, Mark. Once again, we're on the Wrestling Daft Draft, heading to Fantasy Booking Island, and we'll find out who booked the best gimmick match last week. And there's been massive complaints this week, again, because it was a very late call on the booking this week. I apologise, Alex, because I know you get really upset about it. It's a boycott of the raft this week, I think, John. Or I'm Are you boycott? Are you going... A situation where John <laughs> gives the booking I... more than 53 minutes before the podcast is recorded. Alex is gonna, uh, in keeping with what's on TV right now, shout, I'm a mark, get me out of here uh, <laughs> when it gets to the. Well, we'll find out if he's come up with something a bit later on. Um, our quiz is back once again. He'll definitely be on that because he loves being the quiz master. It's WrestleMind, the Buzznox. Uh, Alex, you, you just love being the quiz master, don't you? I do. I just don't like do. being a contestant. I think that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll be playing that a bit later on. Uh, but first, let's cut a promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I'm going wrestling again this week, believe it or not, boys. Um, and it's something that's been a very hot topic in WWE over the last couple of months. And that is the whole... WWE not letting their, their their superstars, let's just call them superstars. Employees, but Emplo- not employees. They're, well, they're not employees. <laughs> yeah. do they're free contractors. Any, yeah, do any third-party work. Now, this obviously all kicked off when WWE thought, oh, oh, hold on a minute. These guys are making good coin um, out of the likes of Twitch, out of OnlyFans, out of all these platforms where, where there's the ability to make money. And then they put, uh, you know, they put initially said, right, well, you can't use your superstar name. Listen, get that. I completely get that. That is WWE's property, intellectual property. So I get that. But then obviously a lot of the superstars switched to their own names, our page. Now we're in a situation a few months down the line, you know, let's, and people were high up in government were getting involved in this chat. I can't remember the, the chat. Andrew name. Yang. Yeah, Andrew Yang was getting involved in this. And now we're at a point where one, a very bright female member of the roster in Selena Vega has been, let's just say, let go of from the company because she took a stand and said, well, this is not on, you know. And she's quite right. As a freelancer, not she's not staff. She's not an employee of the WWE in their eyes because that's the way that she's been contracted. She's taken a stand against the company and as a result she's lost her job you know and i for me it's 
it can't go on like that. It can't, you know, if you're either an employee, so if WWE want to take that responsibility, they, that's fine. If she was an employee, she refused to change, you know, come off Twitch or what have you, that's fine. That's gross misconduct. You can get the sack. Absolutely no problem at all. But you're in a very sticky situation when someone that's employed as a freelance. Now, I've, I've worked in an industry where we, you know, there's been several court cases involving people taking uh, companies to court because even though in name they were freelance, they were treated as a staff member. Now, I'm guessing that's very similar to WWE. And I think it's a complete, you know, I don't know what to say. I, I think it's shocking. I actually think it's shocking that someone who is a freelance can't go and, and make money elsewhere when you should be able to do that. Um, do we, has anything come out to say what she actually earns on Twitch compared to what her WWE downside would be? Because there was obviously a lot of stuff came out that they were losing <laughs> revenue from their house shows. She earns, a, the numbers. she earns a lot more on Twitch, let's just put it that way. Um, however, the, the argument there would be, would she earn that much on Twitch if it wasn't for the basis of being a WWE superstar? Uh, but it's a bit of an odd one because... And I think we will get into it more in the news, but apparently it is because she joined OnlyFans after the third-party edict came out, which, again, it's kind of impossible to debate that without debating the full unionisation thing. But and I know we'll get into it in the news later, yeah. but um, the Screen Actors Guild are now getting involved. So Yeah, and quite, and quite rightly so. Um, you know, I, Just quickly, while we're on OnlyFans, am I the only one who immediately brings the word porn to my mind whenever yes that's it that's that. exactly what it's exactly what comes okay as long that. as that's not just me it makes me feel a yeah, lot better that's okay i, I, I think that is also maybe one of the connotations that she wasn't putting pornographic stuff there yeah, but yeah. That it was like is, cosplay photos and I, obviously live streams um, and stuff yeah enzo uh, enzo puts uh, he runs wrestling classes through only fans <laughs> there's a wee snippet there, there um, but i run promo classes i reckon you get much higher attendance <laughs> it's, it's one of those ones but i i guess we'll get into it later but the screen actors guild are getting involved so that, that's really interesting to hear that i mean obviously she put out um a tweet prior to which it's turned out she she you know she was let go before she put out the tweet saying about unionization but I can I can honestly see a revolt happening in the industry with this. You know, there's a lot of strong-willed political people in that WWE dressing room, and I would be very, very surprised if they're going to sit back and and take this because I, it's not right. It's not right. So, bit of a serious promo this week, but yeah, it'll be interesting, like you say, guys, to see what comes of that. But again, just loss of a, a great superstar on the WWE roster, and hopefully. So you know, go on to to better things, and go. probably do more for unionisation than uh, David Starr ever did. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's great news this week. We have officially made it as a wrestling podcast, and I'll tell you for why. This week, Wrestling Daft is brought to you by Manscaped. I had a feeling this was what it was going to be Which says a lot about Manscaped (laughs) If you have never listened to another wrestling podcast I'll tell you about Manscaped It is the best in men's below the waist grooming It offers precision engineered tools for your boys There we are Um, And they've just launched in the UK You know, we've 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 gone through a few years boys Let's face the fact if you've ever tried taking on that job with a razor or with a healer implement, it usually kind of ends in absolute disaster. Um, 
Does anybody want to come to the table and share an experience of when they've tried to shave their balls and it's uh, ended in blood? I would rather <laughs> not traumatising enough to think about rather than discussing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's like the rest of the planet of blading. I mean, <laughs> it, this is what happens, you know. You see colour down there, it's not good. It is not good and it's not intentional. You know, um, that's why Manscaped, basically, they've redesigned this electric trimmer, right? They've taken the engineering team to produce the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. I'm and so jealous of those it. engineers. They have a great job. Absolutely. What a job. They've improved Not the testers. Up to the lawnmower <laughs> 3.0, which is in the UK now. It's a third generation trimmer featuring a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce those accidents. So you won't be getting car down there. Um, I mean... It, Basically, the battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so you won't get that whole awkward thing, you know, when your razor runs out halfway through a shave and you're like... I, if it's well, taking you 90 minutes, I think you've got more problems than, uh, than shaving <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to last 90 minutes, so you're not going to get a half half hour's job done there. Um, it's waterproof as well, so you can go in the shower with it, and it has an LED light in it, which means... You can see what you're doing down there, boys. Um, and and the 3.0 model is upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. I don't know what quiet stroke <laughs> technology is, but I want to know more about it. Um, and it's got a charging stand, so you can show your more off loud and proud. Um, you know, and but don't leave it near your girlfriend or your wife or anything like that because they'll be at it as well. So just keep it hidden from them. Um, so if you want to experience it firsthand, right, we've got a special offer for you, right? Okay, you can get 20% off and free shipping if you use the code DAFT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code word DAFT when you're checking out manscaped.com. Get yourself involved, get those balls in shape. And get yourself a lawnmower 3.0 with our special discount. So head there now, manscaped.com, and type in daft. Your balls are going to thank you. So every week we like to look into the big wrestling shows. We like to look into your AEW Dynamites, we look into your NXTs, we look into your Smackdowns, we look into your Raws, and we're always joined by one of our listeners. And this week's guest, Mark, he's been on before. We know the cut of his jibs. It's Mr. Scott Kirkwood. How you doing, Scotty? Hi, good mate. How's yourselves? Yeah, good, good, good to have you back on, sir. Um, you're looking. He's just come in from his work. I'll, you know, if you're, you, you can see the video version on our Patreon. But if you are listening to, it, he's looking a bit like a kind of right to censor version of Scott Scott Curry. Scott normally has a, like a goatee, you know, shaved head, and now he's a wrestling t-shirt on. Now he's looking like he's joined the right to censor. Gone and gone and some folk for his parties. Bought his parties in the street. My, that'd be a fucking great gimmick at the moment. <laughs> the rest one was on. That would be a great gimmick. Covid officer coming out measuring two meters between everyone. Um, so aye, we're, we're, we're going to get into the rest and we're going to start off by visiting Wednesday night and Big Alex with AEW Dynamite. So we were coming off the high that was Full gear again. So they, it was a good show. It was a good show. Still plagued by the same sound issues, but I'm going to just not mention that again as I seem to moan about that every second week. Yep. So we had a lovely debut of Darby's new fantastic uh, thumbtack-orientated jacket. 
and JR coming up with the most ridiculous nickname for him of Thumbtack Jack. But he was upstaged by John's best friend. So just to prove that he is in the same vintage as John, he was rocking a quality Skeletor face mask, which I really liked. So big up John's best friend, the Everton man. Oh, what the fuck? Is he back on? Uh, <laughs> Wait, he's been there he's an week. AEW man now. Uh, he's, he's fully, uh, he's gone to the opposition. For, Maybe he was for the wrestling the fan scares on at NXT and that's why they've kicked him out. <laughs> right, hang on. Before I start, though, I've got a question written down, like Drunk Alex normally does. But this is sober Alex's question: What happened to the Hager and Jericho tag team? There was like a huge announcement ah. that they were going to join that, and they just have done nothing with it. I mean, who, really who cares? The less we see of Jake Hager, the the better for me. Um, nah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on who cares, but I'm just, <laughs> I just wanted to point out that that was that's gone, and I'm happy about it. So, I forgot all about that until you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> they made like a speech. I completely forgot about that. Like it, it's weird though because they're normally so like long term with uh, some of their bigger stars like Jericho and MJF, and it seems they've maybe just pulled the trigger on the Jericho MJF thing earlier than they were initially anticipating. Maybe, but this is a Mark talking now, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, first pillar of the week, Miss Brandy Rhodes, because she looked badass and she came out with the best line of the week to jade cargill which was bitch get your ratchet trifling ass out of here and then proceeded to attempt to kick her out and there was that awkward moment when jade tried to kind of squeeze grandy's bum on the way out and they were broken up by security so that's part of the sorry the, the promo for jade cargill wasn't fantastic i'm gonna admit that but man i'm really excited to see her going forward because she just looks like she's chiseled at a granite yeah. it's just like man you've got no fat on you whatsoever and you look like obviously quite tall quite you know um Aye. imposing i can't wait to see what they do with her she reminded me of that woman who was it that used to manage the bashams mind her oh what i can't remember the name but that she as soon as I see her, that's exactly who she made it. She's a tank, like she's, she's a unit. solid, like solid. Well, I mean, this is going to lead me on to my berry. Now, I'm going to be very specific <laughs> here, so don't I don't want this to be misconstrued because I know Gary will flip off at me if I now bury Jade Cargill <laughs> after saying that. So this is not aimed at Jade Cargill. This is not aimed at the actual rivalry. I'm going to bury the way they've started this Cody Shack rivalry. Mm-hmm. Because I think the, the rivalry is a great idea. It's the same idea of bringing in really? Mike Tyson. It's getting eyes on the product. And I they know it gets eyes on the product, but and really? Shaq is huge in the States. And I think you can get, you can maybe get something now. out of Shaq. Has Shaq been training before? He did. He started training for a potential match with a big show that never happened. Yeah. So if you remember that face off, I, I like. I, I don't think it's going to be you know mind blown as a match or anything, but I like it as a storyline as well. The only thing is, don't mention the shack if you're not going to bring out the shack. Yeah, like what's James <laughs> Cargill got to do with shack? Why did it just? Why did she come up halfway through a, just a random Cody promo? I know it was. Really, it was very strange. Yeah, it was really strange. You expect shack to go bring in shack, and then nothing happened. Yeah, you want like a huge pop and stuff like that, and you want it's. It just made no sense to me as a way to kick that rivalry off. It'll so, be weird him playing a bad guy. He's like the happiest guy in the world, but shack. Cody, Cody will be turning. Cody's ah, he's got to feel, isn't there? He's, well, he's, he's kind of flopped back more face. Like he seemed to. I was assuming. I was assuming he was going to go more heel during the Cassidy rivalry in post, and yeah. he seems to have flopped back more face. Since well, he's not kind of showboating against um, Darby Allen and all that. So ah, think, yeah, you know, that and, was the thing that I had Alan Anderson getting annoyed at him for kind of yeah. not being all about the business and and 
showboating a wee bit, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it's a, they, they seem to be... I don't know what they're doing with the Cody character, but at least he got his name back. I'm happy that we no longer have to call them Cody and Brandy Rhodes just to stick the Rhodes in there somehow. <laughs> so That was genius when they brought out the Funkos and had a double pack and had... Cody and Brandy Rhodes though I was like that is like the best business decision I've ever seen yeah it's fantastic isn't it because I'm assuming that I think in WWE she was only ever Brandy wasn't she so they have she no was Eden the my second pullover of the evening as I'm going to have no more berries because I was pretty satisfied with the show apart from that I'm and you were drunk straws. sorry and you were drunk <laughs> I was tipsy I wasn't right. drunk <laughs> <laughs> my second pullover of the night is mainly because this can't be match of the night, is Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky. First mm. of all, I'm glad to see that one of the dark rivalries has pushed up onto the main card to get their kind of their go-home match. I think it's a good advert for dark, and these were the right two guys to do it with. I know every week John is asking, where is Sean Spears? So here he is, John. He's on Dynamite this week. He, look, he looks, do you know what? I have to say, seeing that AEW ring, he looks massive. Seeing a WWE ring, it just anytime I see Sean Spears, I'm just like, it's that the size of him because in WWE he just looks small, but in this in an AEW ring he looks absolutely massive. Well, one thing I'd, I'd love to know if, um, and I know that it might be about you know size of the opponent and stuff like that. I know WWE use a twenty by twenty ring, and most other promotions use mm. a sixteen by sixteen. I'd love to know if AEW use a sixteen by sixteen or a twenty by twenty or somewhere in between. They might go for an eighteen just to be a ah. bit, just to look bigger than <laughs> Indies, but not quite be as big as WWE. Because as well, that will then affect how many fans you can have in attendance. And you'd imagine mm. AEW runs smaller shows, so you'd lose X amount of floor space to standing fans. Mm. So. Um, yeah, and it was a good finish, and I think we'll see more of that, to be honest. It doesn't feel like it's over, because Scorpio seems to be one of the next big guys to push. But match of the night, I think everyone can guess what I'm going to say here, was Penta versus Phoenix 2. It was terrific, and I think it was really, really helped by Eddie Kingston on commentary, and Eddie Kingston slowly turning on Phoenix as the match went on, which was really interesting, and the little he like kicked him out of the ring at the end of the match. And it all built to the big return of Pac, which I think we're going to see like a lot, like a little inter-family feud between the Kingston lovely little family, which is going to be good. But I'm slightly disappointed that they had the Pac return video last week. I'd I rather this was just a big surprise. Well, I, I thought um, your Barry, you can tell you don't use the internet much, Alex, because I thought your Barry was going to be that segment, despite everyone liking it. I need to bury myself because I um, contributed to some hyperbole that there was going to be a massive shock at the end of Dynamite. And I will be open about what I was told, more open than I was on Twitter as well. Uh, so essentially, I was told that there was going to be an invasion, not an invasion angle as such, but there was going to be another promotion being part of Dynamite and they were going to announce a working partnership. What I was told is that Impact were going to be there, which I believe this stemmed from Impact people being there because Jericho was on Talking Shop Mania and I've been told since that the Good Brothers were in attendance, just not on the show. I got told there was going to be an announcement of a working partnership at the end of the show between Dynamite uh, or between AEW and Impact, which I was like, here we go. I love Impact. I like AEW. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. And then it didn't happen. And despite Pac being absolutely brilliant, one of my favourite wrestlers, I was like, oh, a bit underwhelming. 
<laughs> well, I mean, Callus was there at the start of the show. Like Callus, I don't Callus there as well. Don, yeah. so everyone was pointing to that being that a thing. Been, that would have been so good, especially yeah. as, as been we're in the too. build up to Survivor Series on the other channel. Do you know what I mean? Yep. That would have been made so much sense to do something like that, doing an interpromotional um, pay per view. Uh, that's everything that I get told up to. It, I was getting told, you know, another promotion stuff like that, and I was like, right, NWA would make sense. New Japan yeah. and America would make sense because. There's a lot of crossover already. And then I got told Impact and I was like, well, that would be amazing. But I'm not sure I believe it now because if it was Impact, mm. without getting too much away, I'd probably have held it otherwise. Um, and then... Why has uh, Callus been there though? Because Callus, I know he's a commentator. But... He's, and Omega's friend, but again, it still was a big stretch, I think. To... He's Jericho's <laughs> friend too, is he not? Aye. Yeah, aye. So it, it feels a bit random that he was there for no purpose. Maybe they've found some snagging points in the deal and maybe things have not quite as forward as we thought. I think, I think we're definitely going to see not just them working together, I think we're going to see everyone that's not WWE working together going forward. But uh, I, it's uh, interesting, but I'm, I was really annoyed when it didn't oh, happen. Oh, that would be brilliant. Oh, absolutely that amazing as just anything in wrestling. Like, not even storyline, that's just something that I'm like, that would be really exciting because there's a lot of good, you know, matchups between the rosters. Yeah, um, when you talk about more city machine guns and getting involved in the tag, you know, the good, oh, they, so them good. and FTR would be a brilliant aye. match. Oh, That's God, aye. Oh, right, don't get that. That might happen. <laughs> it's all in the one day, aye. I know, for fuck's sake. It might happen. <laughs> it might happen. To be fair, that's, that's fantasy book island. Sorry for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Scott. That's Sorry, a great shout. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, let's move on to NXT. And I did see it this week. I'm not just going to read the notes from uh, the Bleacher Report. <laughs> Um, let's start with the, let's start off with a, a nice put over here. I love a good swerve, and I didn't see this coming. I thought we we're all getting set up. Um, I'm talking about the Gargano versus Leon Ruff match. Um, loved, I, I loved Johnny from a few weeks ago when he was saying his hate of wheels and the fact he hates wheels. He comes out with a wheel, you know, and it's all the wrestlers' names. He spins it, and it ends up on Leon Ruff, and they'd even taken the, like, they've just got a bit of tape and taped over a name on the wheel. With it was that Austin Theory's name they taped over because they quit. Oh, really? Aye. Ah, it's Austin Theory. It's Austin Theory. Yeah. Of course. No, well, it's quit on TV. That'll, that'll aye. That'll come aye. down the line. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. And then obviously, and ends up in Leon Ruff. And we all look at We thought this is just going to be a, you know, 30 second match. He's doing all the handshake stuff. And then Leon Ruff runs away with a title, which is brilliant, which I, I love, you know. And I love a good character, but like that. I mean, what you could argue should someone have a, like that, have a, a big title on him already. But obviously, NXT see big things for this boy in the future, you know, he's, he's playing like the complete rookie, doesn't know anything and I think it's good fun I, I, there's probably on Twitter probably loads of people criticising but I think it's good fun and I'm looking I, I forward to see where it goes you know, Well it had to continue the Johnny Gargano story because yeah. he's never defended a belt Aye Yeah. Oh. Well that does, that, 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 it does it does that so no, I really liked it. I really liked that. I really enjoyed that it. That for me, it took me back to like uh, when I, cause I when I was a kid, I absolutely loved going between WCW and, and WWF and ECW as well. Um, but that for me was one of the moments that it's like, that's the kind of moment that people might change the channel for. If they see I, that on Twitter, they might go, fuck, I need to watch NXT now. Yeah. But like, that's Fightful have made quite a bit of noise about Leon Ruff. Um, it was one person I, I kind of, I think I spoke about it before. I got told about Anthony Green signing after yeah. Leon Ruff had just signed and they're part of the same class. 
So essentially, they've just joined at the same time, same as Brandy Lord and a load of other people. But Leon Ruff, before he signed, everybody apparently loved him. Fightful spoke about it where um, he faced off against Alistair Black and Sheamus on Raw and SmackDown. And apparently everybody's been ranting and raving about him. So I think probably just the kind of thing where people liking them backstage has led to, ah, we'll just chuck him in that position. And no, give him a time. Who cares? <laughs> uh, good. Like it. I think it did. You know, it's got it's got legs and, you know, I'm interested to see who he was. Right. First buddy of the night. Jake I was going Hatton. to say, she just done that Leon Ruff, the best bit of the decision about when they tried to put the title on them. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It was good. It was tremendous. It was good. Um, going back to the rules, this is going to be my first buddy of the night. You know, I'm a stickler for the rules in wrestling. You know, I know it's kayfabe and whatever, but come on, let's follow the rules. So basically, Jake Atlas is about, you know, he's in a decent match with Escobar, which was really good. Um, didn't particularly like the finish, but anyway, he was, you know, about to get counted out for the 10. Then he jumped up on the apron and the referee stopped the count. <laughs> now, you, as far as I'm aware, you need to get under the back under the ropes for the count Aye. to stop. And then the referee just his count stopped. He was about to get counted out at nine. He jumped up onto the apron and then something happened. And then his, it just... Did his hands go over the ropes? So technically his fingers were in the I ring? I don't know. Just... <laughs> Come on, stick to the rules, fellas. Come on. We I mean, it depends. It's like the offside. It's like the goal rule in, in football, right? It's got to be the entire ball over the line. So maybe wrestling, it's just We're not bringing VAR into wrestling now, Alex. We're not bringing that in, oh. no. Um, Somebody asked Triple H about that when I was in Blackpool, and he was like, no. It's never going to be that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm a stickler for the rules, so I didn't like that. But um, Jake Atlas... The good thing about seeing it on Jake Atlas is they're starting to build a bit of character around him. You know how generic fucking wrestling he looks with that horrible fucking theme music as well. You mean those banging tunes that used to come down to the <laughs> ring, yeah? character that he is. That's his theme. He will be his theme. Um, but Can you do I, a promo but, on dubstep next week, please? Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, but yeah. Uh, Jake Atlas, they're building a bit of character with him now. You know, you saw him backstage, he did a little vignette with the, you know, Legado del Fantasma, jumping out of the car, the crew. I like how they're starting to build, and I like his glasses. We know we've not talked about fashion on this uh, on the show yet, but I like Jake Atlas's glasses. Check them out um, if you see that vignette. Um, uh, the other thing I'm going to buddy, we're getting a bit like AEW here in NXT. Come on, we don't need to pander to the AEW levels of, oh, let's fight over a fucking arcade machine or a computer game. <laughs> now we've got fucking a, a match which has been arranged because Timothy Thatcher banged into Dexter Loomis's cartoon that he drew. Now, I don't know why, for the first instance, why Dexter Loomis is turned into fucking Rolf Harris and is backstage drawing fucking caricatures of fucking Grimes. That's is it, is not... it fair to compare a man that's ah, yeah, that's a horrible comparison? <laughs> that's what Rolf Harris did. Sure, surely, Harris no. Did. If you compare it's everybody to Rolf Harris, it's Velveteen Dream. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Can you guess what it is? Yet? That was Rolf Harris's gimmick, man. Anyway, yeah, but I think we. But, but you can say Rolf Harris as much as you can say Jimmy Savile, mate. So. <laughs> Listen, was he a cat? Yes or no? Was Rolf Harris a cartoonist? Yes. Well, the comparison stands. The comparison stands. Okay. 
So anyway, we're getting into we're, let's stop talking about Rob. Um, we're, we're getting into a fight. We're getting into a fight over a fucking cartoon getting knocked over. What the hell? This is this is like AEW fighting over an arcade machine. That's bollocks. Anyway, wasn't happy with that because it you know great match. Don't get me wrong, Timothy Thatcher Lumis potentially match of the night. Oh, that could be a spoiler. Um, but yeah, no, get that in the bin. Get that cartoon shite in the bin. Anyway, continue. Uh, let's go over to the next put over. Um, I like a bit of intrigue in wrestling. I like a bit of storyline. I'm intrigued about this whole Boa, Zia Lee thing that's going on. Who's the mystery behind it? What are these notes that get, get keep getting passed? Raquel Gonzalez beating the shit out of Boa was brilliant as well. But what's happening? What's this mysterious man coming down? What are the dragons round the ring? Oh, I'm tuning in next week to find out about that because I hope Tazawa is behind it. Um, so, and this nationality, different nationality. He's Japanese. I know he's, he's Japanese. Japanese. I know he's <laughs> Japanese. But everyone but can does see Vince know he's Chinese. He's Japanese. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I, I know that. And I know that. Mm. But let's just, you know, it's kayfabe, man. It's kayfabe, right? <laughs> So, you know, we could pretend Roddy Piper's Scottish, you know. Glasgow's own. Glasgow's own, Roddy Piper. So, yes. So, I'm loving that. I'm going to tune in for that. And I'm going to go match of the night. I'm going to Tony Storm, Candice LeRae. Tony Storm is good. And I love, I love her hair metal gimmick. I love that. And I love her. She's got a brilliant theme coming down. Yeah. Oh, proper good 80s hair metal theme. So, there we go. when she wrestles in, like, her spiky pants. Do they not hurt like hell when you're wrestling? Like they've got I studs all over them. I'm sure sometimes they're spiky. And if you take a bump on spiky pants, you have to ask. She got a matching tattoo with Diona Perazzo at Download Festival. I can tell you that. That's uh, a good chat. Uh, That's why we paid Gary the big bucks. <laughs> it's uh, a drunk elephant. Cool. <laughs> Right, let's move on then to Friday Night Smackdown and a resident guest mark, Mr. Scott Cutworth. Hey, wait, no, I need to get my notes. He needs to get his notes. <laughs> come on, come on. A bit more professional. Um, I know, I know. By the way, I've only I've only got one one berry and then one like we sleep. Well, actually, Smackdown was alright. Like, the- Smackdown, <laughs> there we go. Vince will be delighted <laughs> to hear it was, that. It was, it was all right. Apart from Otis and Ziggler. Even the hint of a, that feud restarting, that oh, was getting buried. Aye. The minute I seen them come on the screen, I thought, no, no again. That match got fast forwarded, so that's like, for the night. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but him and Gable going together could be quite a fun tag team. I think, or whatever it is they're trying to do, they go together and he's going to try and get them in shape and things like that, so... That could be well, quite both, interesting. Both very accomplished uh, amateur wrestlers. Obviously, Gable more so because he's been at the Olympics. <laughs> but uh, um, Otis is apparently a really... Uh, is he? Amateur so is this, is this just another knife that's being stuck deeper and deeper into the heart of one Tucker? Oh, I... It's just slowly but surely. So we're going to break up Otis and Tucker and we're immediately going to strip Otis of money. In the bag and just sticking back in a tag team. Got back with Jason Jordan. Get Jason Jordan back. There's the, uh, there's the, there's the tag team. Is Jason Jordan not injured? Is he not like long-term neck problems like his dad? Oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a producer. <laughs> uh, uh, a, he's a match producer now. Backstage. Yeah. But was yeah, there yeah, some, I'm sure there was some, something injury related to why he retired or something like uh, that. But again, maybe that's why we play Gary the Big Bucks. <laughs> I thought he just, I just thought he was still injured. There you go. Uh, we'll first put over Sammy Zane. Absolutely love Sammy Zane. See, ever since he's came back, he's absolutely brilliant. He just plays just a smarmy wee dick. 
it's the, honestly, see, like, see, that's the heels that I like. That's the ones that I genuinely hate. Smart me wee dick. Like MGF, oh, I love MGF, but smart me wee dick. I, it's, it's brilliant. And uh, to be, in fact, no, I'm open to this match of the night, but I, should, I like the match finish for him as well with the Apollo Creed. The count out. Easiest way to finish it. You just want to get it air done quickly. Like, like, who was it that was saying earlier about the, was it Fant- the, the guy in NXT that's done the split up the count? Aye. aye, aye, aye. Sammy Zane's actually went out the ring. He's out for an eight. He's tied him up. He's tied him up under the ring and went back in for then, a ten count. Makes sense. Yep, makes sense. I think, Sammy like, uh, I think Sammy Zane's like. I think Sammy a lot like Bailey, where it's like looking back, I never thought he could be as good a heel as he is. Ah, no way. But he's. I don't want to be in face ever again. Though. I think he's no, absolutely amazing. Because I, because I was just saying with Kevin Owens, I don't think Kevin aye. Owens would, would be as good a face. I thought he'd always better be better heel. But uh, uh, he's uh, he's one of the, the my favourites from SmackDown. The and then the biggest put over, in fact, three folk I suppose: McIntyre, uh, Roman, and Jey Uso. It was obviously the constant thread through SmackDown was McIntyre trying to send a message to Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. But like the promo at the start that they done for uh, obviously McIntyre just coming out, then setting up the match with Jey Uso, and then the match at the end, it, it obviously it pushed a kind of feud. Obviously, with what happened on Raw. It's pushed by what's going to happen with Survivor Series with McIntyre versus Roman, but then it's also that wee bit. Did you see SmackDown? I take it. Aye, and then I there was that wee bit at the end when he was telling Jeyuso to go in and finish it and make him understand, and it pushes that story too. So it's two stories being blended into one, and it, it, it was brilliant. It, it kind of gave the finish of Monday away for me though. Like after I saw that segment with Reigns and, and Roman, I was like, Drew is not losing on Monday in a fucking tall. I, well, as I say, as I said to you before we got it, I only watched it today, so I missed all of that. So I thought that Drew had won the title before I'd watched SmackDown. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Oh, sorry. Oh, because cause Gary's about to say it in two minutes. Ah, sure, it's, we, we all knew it was coming anyway, it's all good. <laughs> but aye, it was, it, was, uh, it was good. As I said, Smackdown, Smackdown's just kind of tacking along. Yeah, it's just consistently decent now. Mm. It's, just, it's just the norm. Uh, match of the night, I would probably say it's not the street fight. Uh, I don't know that I thought I would go for Drew McIntyre and Jey Uso. Am I, am I, before we leave SmackDown, am I the only one that misses when Raw and SmackDown used to like co- be one cohesive show and they used to I, link into each other? And you know the Monday stuff would fall out on, uh, on Friday and so on and so forth. They've got far too many folk now. That's it. That's, that's, that's why the, that's why the brand spot happened. Wow, it's to get the. I know, but there's like a certain degree that you can. I think there is a place. For a good wild card rule, but I don't think WWE will ever mm. have the one lot of to instigate oh, it. Yeah, the wild card. Like done that well, is. not just like mm. just be tell just another just one last put over the I want the Biggie and Street Profits. Just classic. Watch the three on eight. That's good. Looking forward to that uh, match of Survivor Series between New Day and Street Profits as well. Right, okay. We've had the spoiler. Uh, hey, Gary. <laughs> What happened on Raw? Well, to put it over, everybody knows what it is. Drew McIntyre. Surely <laughs> that was the spoiler, really, wasn't it? But, but there's a lot more than just Drew McIntyre won the title. Obviously, that's going to be put over in, you know, any week of this, if Drew McIntyre wins the title on Raw, of course it has to be a put over. Uh, but this... Um, Scott called it earlier on Twitter, uh, tagged me in the clip. I was looking for the clip all last night and couldn't find it because it wasn't up yet. And I, I've not got the, the technical capacity um, to, to find it myself and clip it. Boo McIntyre. For a start, the entrance needs to be mentioned. 
they done this full angle. Seamus gives him, you know, they've got the full history. Gives him a kill and a claymore sword. Um, new entrance. Whew. New entrance is absolutely amazing. If you watch, oh, Gary, I've never heard you make that sound before. <laughs> oh yeah, make that sound again, Gary. What do you hear that sound again? I think it was a. I'm not sure. If I, 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 but um, it, it's, it's the kind of thing where if you don't watch Raw for anything, put it on for the last 40 minutes to see this entrance and end this match. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out in a kilt. Um, essentially, the exact same music that he always has. He's just working more in line with the music. So they have the sword clash, which I'm not a fan of, and then his music kicks in. But he now has the claymore, and I didn't notice the gimmick floor on the stage. He, smart, well, he rises the claymore up anyway, like so it's like pointed up, and then turns it round, pushes into the stage, and the claymore stays in the stage. The second it hits the stage, the flames come up, and he's walking oh, down with a big kill. It is amazing. That's it's like cool. It's class. It, Oh, it should have been his WrestleMania entrance in front of everybody, but we all know that that was, you know, there's no point in going on about it. Absolutely amazing. But like reverse the, sword in the stone in some beautiful way. Instead of a uh, watery it, woman, it's a fiery uh, god. But so it doesn't take the sword down to ring then? The sword just... No, it's and still on the stage and that's it. Good, oh, because... That would be... Aye, aye, you don't, he doesn't, that's he, a weapon. He doesn't kill somebody well. He's, he's known you, Jack. Come on. Uh, but, um, did, he, did he strip off the kilt in a way that would be appropriate for a Chippendale once he got to the ring? It was not uh, Angel Garza-esque, oh, sadly. I think it, it just took it off before the match started. But he also has a ring gear that looks very similar to the ring gear of one ICW. It's like the black and blue with like kind of metal rings on it and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but aye. Uh, <laughs> The, the, the line we all know is coming I, I love it you know I, I didn't watch Tiger King but I loved when they stuck the wee Tiger King line in Drew McIntyre just seems to go out and enjoy himself now he chucks yes sir I can boogie all night long and yes <laughs> brilliant <laughs> and it's never sounded better than him just screaming it at the camera as well it was after he'd done like a, oh, I can't even remember a neck breaker like a running neck breaker that was I <laughs> running neck breaker, like kind of, he didn't kip up, but he got straight back up, ran into the corner turnbuckle, and just screamed aggressively. Yes, sir, I can put that. Is amazing. That just is absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. I've got put a shout as well to Drew. Um, obviously, if you might have seen on Twitter this week, it's been it's five years, basically this week that uh, our good friend Grado won the title against Drew at the SECC, and I've got to put a shout to Drew who. Grado obviously tweeted about this and um, then Drew retweeted it and he said, a truly historical special night, not the atmosphere, not the sold out SECC, not real Mick Foley being involved, not the finish, but Grado Wrestling keeping up with me for 20 minutes, almost. <laughs> so My favourite my favorite thing about that match is, and I think he said it in Hunter's interviews and I think on this podcast since, but when I interviewed uh, Grado, the one thing that he said is like, he's like, I didn't know what to do a Hurricane Rana, but Drew made sure I was doing a Hurricane Rana and it was the shitest Hurricane Rana you've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, I really liked that. I thought it was a belt yeah, Hurricane Rana. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, Drew's on fire this week. Aye. Um, so, that, that was the first ICW show I ever went to. I think Big Show was in front of me. Couldn't have seen nothing. <laughs> we had to move. We had great standing bits. We had to move all the way around to the left of the ramp. Brilliant night. <laughs> oh, but aye. So... Drew McIntyre as a whole, but obviously there's a load to take apart there. That could I could have just done a full put overs, like five put overs of Drew McIntyre there. Yeah. Um the, oh, the, here they come, here they come. <laughs> the, here they see, come. There, there's not even that many, and I'm being quite pernickety when it comes to the biddies. The first one I'm gonna say is just a camera angle. Oh fuck's sake. 
I but it's, Producer it's, Gary's getting his hat on today. It was it, it really annoyed me. So we all knew it was going to happen. We knew Lana was going through a table again because obviously, you know, the one bit of continuity we've got in wrestling and now in WWE is the Lana going through a table. So they had the moment where uh, she is going to go through a table, and the the camera cut to the person on the outside of the ring, which looked into the ring, and it saw uh, Asuka and Dana Brooke because Mandy Rose was the one that got injured. Um, it saw they to get their cue to run out of the ring and be out of there as soon as possible so that, you know, Lana could go through a table and they'll just no stone about like dafties like uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were a couple of weeks ago. But it's like, you need to protect Asuka there because Asuka shouldn't be scared to, the character that she's got isn't scared of anything. So she shouldn't be running out of the ring and running up the, the ramp to avoid confronting Nia Jax because why would she be scared of Nia Jax? And they would outnumber Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, if it was the two of them and Lana. Uh, so it's just they're worried they're going to get injured if they wrestle Nia Jax. Well, uh, well, uh, Mandy Rose did. So, um, aye. Uh, but it's the kind of thing where that it was just a daft camera angle thing. Where if they hadn't have done that, I maybe wouldn't have. I might have thought about it and been a bit of a dick. But most people wouldn't have thought about it. I'd instantly seen it. Everybody else would have seen it, and it was just very notable that the ref was like, "Right, run," and they had to sprint. So it was just rubbish, uh, just a bad segment. And I mean, actually, let's ignore that. The Barry is Lanigan through the table again. <laughs> Sick of it. <laughs> it's just not what you want to see. <laughs> the second Barry, and again, this isn't really a Barry, because there was a wee thing I liked about it. We mentioned uh, earlier about Ron Smackdown back when they were the same thing, and I hate the full brand supremacy thing, but I do quite like the fact that we, you know, there's a big enough roster that I like the brand split because makes a bit of sense to have, you know, two different shows, but particularly makes sense now because they're on different networks. The Team Raw t-shirts have the USA Network logo on the back of them, and I assume SmackDown will have the Fox Network uh, thing on the back of them. However, we had a match on uh, Raw, and I got told about this one beforehand, and I was like, right, this is probably going to be, you know, I don't mind what they're doing, but it's probably going to be the the part of Raw where I'm a wee bit bored. And it kind of was. So we had the Survivor Series team, and I'm going to give them their proper names, which I don't know if anybody watched Raw last week, so you might not get it. But it was um, Fireface, Mongoose, Broly, and Dopey, who are uh, Braun Strowman, Sheamus, uh, Riddle, and uh, Keith Lee, taking on T-Bar, Slapjack, Mace, and Mustafa Ali. Uh, or Mustafa Ali, Ali's name. He needs a more ridiculous name. I, I was like, that name just stuns it like a sore thumb because it's too sensible for this match. But, and I get why they done it. This is the one match Retribution don't need to win. I've been on here moaning about them no winning for weeks, but this is a match they don't need to win and they won. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, oh, and I mean, you don't even need the match. It was the kind of match. It just reminded me of what they'd done with Retribution. I hate everything they've done with them. They came out wearing their merch. They've took all the Twitter account, uh, the day of the WWE Twitter account. It's just that nonsense. It just makes me think, we should have done Retribution versus Team WWE Survivor Series. That should have been the way to do it, but we didn't do it. So I'm just going to moan about that match overall. Wasn't a terrible match, but <sighs> Retribution are just getting buried every week. They appear on yeah. now. Uh, aye, no for me. The only good thing they've done was that. Ma- Did you see that Mia Yim? In fact, oh, maybe oh. you they retweeted it, Gary. Aye. Mia Yim tweet. Aye. Uh, <laughs> somebody, had, <laughs> somebody had tweeted us saying, uh, 
you should take off the mask and stick with the girls. And he's like, nah, this isn't me. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Put <on> account. <laughs> Wrong account, my man. The four best ones <laughs> on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. Um, so, they'll up it over. And again, I'm I'm just repeating myself every week here now. And, oh, sorry, there was one other slight. Actually, no, I'll save it. I'll save it for the match of the night. Uh, <laughs> I've kind of gave it away there. Um, but the last put over, Bray Wyatt and Alex Abbas. <laughs> Simple. Oh, every week. Just, aye. So we can uh, just copy and paste every week. So next aye. week. Bristol's Drew McIntyre the being the first Bray and uh, Bray Wyatt and Alex Abbas being... Uh, sorry, Drew McIntyre being the first put over and Bray Wyatt and Alex Abbas being the second. That's just the way it's going to go for now. Uh, it's actually no really them. It's actually more just that full segment because I think The Miz is absolutely brilliant. John Morrison was brilliant on it as well. Everything was amazing. Nicky Cross was brilliant on it. It essentially was one of the segments that made about six people look good and they'd look bad, which we don't really see too much in wrestling, though, particularly in WWE. Uh, but I just think it was brilliant. And the main put over is the, like, they had, you know, Bray Wyatt, Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt against The Miz. All right, match. I keep saying it where the fiend, the, I think the mask is the main problem. I don't think it can quite work in a mask the way you can without a mask, which, you know, acceptable. Um, but they had a segment outside the ring where Morrison was kind of getting involved. Alexa Bliss just ran at him and kind of jumped on him and they, I, I don't think it was deliberate. They tumbled over the barricade and it looked painful. Uh, but after that, Alexa Bliss got up and just like kind of tiptoed along the barricade all the way around it and jumped onto Bray Wyatt, who'd won the match. And it was just a brilliant, it was a nice segment. Everything was good about it. Nikki Cross looked good. They made everything just look good. And then they ended up with the Fiend kind of looking at uh, Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss for the Titan Tron. Bye. Just everything there, Dane. Uh, match of the night with something that almost made the biddies inside match of the night. Hurt business, and, and this was very close to being the, the Drew Orton match because it was fantastic as well. Uh, but, you know, I've already mentioned that enough. Um, so match of the night was Hurt Business New Day. Absolutely amazing match. Knew it would be, I said it like last week, two weeks ago, the worst thing about that match last week or two weeks ago was that it was too short and had an ending that could have been a wee bit better. This match was incredible. However, Cedric Alexander almost killed himself with a first suicide dive and then proceeded to instantly go back into the ring and do two more that almost also almost killed him. Um, so I, that's now a gif on Twitter. Go back and look at that and you'll see how lucky Cedric Alexander is to not be injured because a uh, brilliant match. But if you do one suicide dive and it doesn't land, I admire the dedication. I try and try again, but man, don't do three that are going to near cripple you. Uh, so I... Good draw overall if you just want to ignore the first two years and watch the last one. Which was 40 minutes I drew McIntyre Orton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and see it because I'm, I'm, I've not watched Raw in weeks, but um, I want to see that Drew McIntyre entrance. That sounds amazing. And the fact that he said, yes, sir, I can boogie. But, <laughs> oh, it was the first thing I seen when I woke up. Eh? I was like, that's tremendous. <laughs> Well played, Drew. Well played, Drew. Um, Scotty, thanks once again for coming on and being the guest, Mark. Always a pleasure to have you on, sir. No worries. Pleasure Scott is one of our patrons, and if you want to get involved, be a guest, Mark, do a run, you can do that. Get involved, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We're having a party for Survivor Season Monday night, Scotty, so hopefully see you on that one. Aye, we'll be. We're a sober one, though, unfortunately. Oh, boo. It's not like you. He's I've just had work already. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, have a good one, Scott. Uh, thanks for being a Martin. If you want me to get buddies and putovers in for Rab and Gradle, you know where to do it. At Wrestling Daft on Twitter, at Wrestling Daft on Facebook, and the boys will get your mentions in this Friday.
Welcome back to the biggest rip-off segment we have here on Wrestling Daft. It's WrestleMind, the Buzznots. Now, unfortunately, we seem to have a little bit of issues with our guest this week, and he's dropped off at the last minute. So as such, we're going to have to throw it back to our marks and have them play for honour and for some kind of forfeit. Now, I've kind of thought of a wee forfeit, which I'm not really going to give you the, the chance to argue this. Hello, so I'm the Mark loser Welcome to has to put out tomorrow morning says, when the podcast hey, goes live a video of themselves arm. doing their best Undertaker impression. Now, I do encourage you to get as dressed up as possible, hair, hat, the full shebang, but that is up to you. I'll right. just eat some chicken wings, we're all good. <laughs> that would also, I'd also be okay with that. So, without further ado, shall we shall we dive straight into it, gents? It's the same format as last week before John starts shouting at me for time issues. So, let's jump in. Question number one. We're going back to the Connect the Dots famous music and wrestling question. So, this week, I want you to pick me out a WrestleMania red herring. I.e., which of the following three acts have not, I repeat, not played at WrestleMania? First up is Corey Taylor from Slipknot. P. Diddy from of Sean Coombs fame, and finally Travis Barker from Blink 182 Broken Teenage Hearts. Since uh, who lost? Gary won last week, did he not? No, John lost last week oh, um, against the contestant. Well, we'll do mugs away this week then, John. It's you up first. Do you know what I think, this is, I think this is a trick question? I'm going to say. Slipknot, because I think they played NXT, but I don't think they played WrestleMania, so I think it's a trick question. One shout for Corey Graves, Gary. I know for a fact that Corey uh, Corey Taylor has not played WrestleMania, because I know that the other two definitely have at 29 and 31, respectively. Ding, 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 ding. You are both, in fact, (laughs) correct. Our odd herring is Corey Taylor. I thought that would be, I thought that would maybe catch someone out. Slightly disappointed. So P. Diddy, as Gary said, was 29, and Travis Barker played at WrestleMania 31 with it was uh, Skylar Gray and Kidding. Aye, aye. Yep, that was the one. That was the one. Now, since we are currently living through the 30 years of the Undertaker, I thought we'd also take the Undertaker theme quiz theme themes today <laughs> so i'm going to play you three of my favorites and as always i would like to know when exactly they were first debuted so number one is of course the classic the great noise so, number two is that red noise number one noise bang a rolling ain't no great can hold my body down to use mr johnny cash so now you know me i'm, I'm a nice guy i like to give you i like to give you a bit of a hint so Graveyard Sympathy, we have down for 95, 96, or 97. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. 99, 2000, or 2001. And Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. 2010, 2011, or 2012. Mr. Cassidy. You have me 95. Yep. 2000. I'm between two there. 2000. And 2000 and... 2012 and John do you know what to get for uh, that the grab wasn't his original grave so graveyard sympathy was originally debuted this year and then he swapped to his more American badass persona around about yeah. the, I'm not going to say the year because then I'll help you with a later question yeah. but then he switched back when he came back after the burial live map with Kane okay in, did he walk down to Ain't No Grave? I don't remember that at all. He did it. Oh, I will I will tell you when he used right, it. Right, okay, okay, okay. 
right, no worries. Right, I'll go for, in that case, I will go for 96, 2001, and 2011. Okay, I like that. So this is, I think, the first time we've actually had people come give us completely different answers. So, here we go. Graveyard Symphony was first debuted in 1996 and then was used till about 1998. Roland, Roland, I don't know why I keep saying Roland when the name of the song is literally just Roland, was debuted at Hell in a Cell 2000 and Ain't No Grave was used at the WrestleMania entrance in 2011. So that is two points for John and only a single point for Gary. So John takes the lead on three to two. Yes! Moving into everyone's favourite round. Next lines. So I forgot to say last week, you can say pass. You have a maximum of getting five shots. You can say pass if you want to speed things up since you only have 30 seconds. So Gary went first last week, which means John is going first this week. Are you good to go, sir? You've got your 30 seconds? Yeah. All righty. Is it my eyes when you look at me? Pass. Oh, no, I know what. Your time is up. My time is now. You can't see me. My time is now. No chance. No chance in hell. (laughs) No chance. No chance. Don't continue. I walk for miles in this pit of danger. Oh, I don't know what I'm from, man. There's a bit of danger. Oh, no, I'm rubbish at this round. Pass. Okay, so that's two points. So first up, we had a Tyler Breeze. one was... Is it my... Sorry? Oh, no, I've got the first one completely wrong. I was certain of then. First one is, is it my eyes when you look at me? They are so gorgeous. They'll set you gorgeous free. It is. Tyler Breeze. Then we have, your time is up. My time is now. You can't see me. My time is now. John Cena. Uh, no chance, no chance in hell. You got no chance, no chance in hell. Yeah, that was a bit of a cheeky one on my part, I'll agree. Uh, number four was Batista. So yeah, I walk I for miles cool. inside this pit of danger, a place where no one follows me, I walk alone. Yeah. I was certain the first one was actually cult of personality. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been the cadence I read now. I was like, man, that's definitely cult of personality. <laughs> Living color. No worries. One point then, is it? Two points, two points. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really nice and give you the Vince McMahon one as well because you were close. You were close enough. So, Mr. Cassidy, your time starts now. I came to play. There's a price to pay. Oh, I know the song. I know it's the Miz, but I don't know what the next line is. Call that a pass, shall we? Yeah. On this day, I see clearly everything has come to life. Oh, something that I know. I know. I also know it's Metalingus and I know it's Edge, but I don't know the next line. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. Is the next line not I am a real American? Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Ding, ding. And your final one. Here comes the money. (laughs) Is it not just here comes the money and then money, 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 money? Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two out of four. So Gary had the Miz. I came to play. There's a place. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. Ah, uh, that's a that's a one. Uh, of course, second one being Edge. Metalingus. On this day, I see clearly everything has come to life. A better place in a broken dream. Ah, uh, behind. Um, Hulk Hogan. Of course, I'm a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I'm a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. And here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> so 
That was two points each there, gents. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, so John leads on five points. Men will always four. be terrible. There's a psychological thing that uh, women listen to lyrics while men just listen to the sound of the music. Aye, uh, uh, yeah, I, I can I give you the tune, but not yeah. in the words. <laughs> well, I'm hoping one day to do a team quiz and we'll get to that one day. We'll get to that one day, <laughs> okay. don't you worry. So, on to our tiebreaker as always. For three points, we're going to be playing the inverted polarity bonus round. You boys know the drill. We'll play the first 20 seconds of a wrestler's entrance theme backwards, and you guys buzz in when you are ready who you think it is. Are we prepared? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's do it. I think that was just Gary. No yes. way, I got in first. Replay, BR. Can, can, can I celebrate BR. this by saying yes, yes. That is nonsense. John, I think you might have just been done via lag, unfortunately. <laughs> Gary heard, was, of course, correct. It was Daniel Bryan. I heard Gary, but I'm going see when this podcast gets published. Please, if you listen to the podcast right, tweet in and just say John was robbed, please. Because I'm pretty sure when I play, we put this back together, you my name be heard first. Listen, I'm not a sore loser though. I'm not a sore loser. I'm willing to take the Undertaker challenge. So that will be up on my Twitter at producer Mac tomorrow as I do an impression of the Undertaker. Um, no problem at all. I really hope that you wear a wig for that. Um, I think that Jimmy next week, shall I make it have two inverse polarity rounds and you uh, time how quickly you come back? No, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well done, Gary. I'll take it as a win because I know that I'm going to lose on Fantasy Booking Island, so we're all good. <laughs> and that was WrestleMind the Buzzcocks. If you want to come on at any point, please get in touch with us on all the usual social channels. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here, it's come up to Christmas, isn't it? Do you know what you want you to You're not get... allowed to talk about Christmas until after <laughs> St. Andrew's Day, please, John. Okay, it's 17th of November. Man, everywhere you go now... For two weeks, time... you just have to be patient for two more yeah, weeks. But then everywhere you go, people are putting up Christmas trees because of COVID. I went, I went and have a coffee. The Christmas tree was up. They had Christmas music players. I was like, what the fuck? But anyway... This is what I want to sell you. It's coming up to Christmas. And how would you like to treat your loved one? You can buy a year subscription on our Patreon to Wrestling Daft. And you'll get all the content for a year from Wrestling Daft. It's dead easy to do it. We've got loads of content up there. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Um, you can start off with a cruiserweight if you fancy that. You know, get ad-free version of the episodes, early episode access, bonus content from the show, full video version, so you can see Alex's big hair and Gary's brand new China t-shirt. Uh, you get to vote on the feature, what features on the list of wrestling daft. You get to vote on Fantasy Booking Island, and that's just in tier one. What about tier two? I hear you cry. Well, you get loads of stuff up there as well, and that's about seven bucks a month. Uh, you get everything in tier one, video version of the flagship show where Rab and Grado invite to our Patreon pay-per-view parties. I'm going to do one this Monday. If you boys are up for it, I'm going to do a Survivor Series one this Monday. Uh, we'll watch back Survivor Series. 
because we do, you know, Sunday into Monday is never a, a good thing. So we'll watch Survivor Series on Monday night if you are up for it. Um, and you get bonus episodes once a month. Uh, right now, you can see the RF shoot interview as uh, Grado interviewed Rab, and it's really weird, but quite funny, as Grado interviewed Rab in an RF shoot-style video about comedy. So uh, check it's that out. It's seeing Grado hold an entire episode together, isn't it? It's just, it's just very strange when he's just like in the middle of talk, com, talking about comedy. He goes, "What about uh, you? Got any good own heart rib stories?" It was, it was just, <laughs> it was just really odd and absolutely brilliant. So you can get that right now up on our Patreon uh, tier three. You can get this signed up there about fifteen quid a month. Everything the previous tiers, free wrestling daft t shirt. Um, you have to be signed up for a minimum of three months. If you are waiting on one, I'm going to get to you. Don't worry. Um, there's a, there's a backlog in orders at the moment, but I will get to you because I think there's a few patrons have been signed up for three months. I'll get to you. Don't worry. We'll get that T-shirt sorted out and you get the chance to do the running or come on here as a mark. So plenty up on offer. Wait a second. What about tier four? Tier four. <laughs> what, was it, what did we see was on tier four? Tier four was everything you get in tier three, but John will come and milk whatever you felt want him to milk at yeah, your house. That, that was true. We talked about that last I week. I prefer, I think a cow would be funniest, but for the vegans out there, you might need to go and do some nuts. You might need to go and do some almonds. Yes, uh, that ends in reference to last week's episode where I was raving about uh, nuts and almonds. And Alex went and researched actually what it takes to, yeah, apparently you can do it in your home. No, no, that, was, that was just one of my friends on Instagram as was, was just um, very... Well, timingly milking his own nuts. Right, well, okay, excellent. So I, I, I'll, I'll come. I round hope he and... uh, used a manscape drizzle before he milked his own nuts. That's all. <laughs> I'll come round. I'll milk your nuts. There we go. That's what happens on tier four. Uh, so if you fancy becoming one of our patrons, get involved. Get a year subscription right now. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Listen, it's what your other half wants for Christmas. It's the wrestling news with Gary Cassidy. Yep, so we've already mentioned Drew McIntyre because why are we going to get through a podcast without mentioning him? So I guess it's only fitting that he's the first portion of the news as well. As we've seen, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus have been having a wee bit of back and forth on Raw the past couple of weeks. We know they've got a wee bit of history. Anybody that's watched a Drew McIntyre documentary will know that. Anybody that knows a Drew McIntyre before WWE will know that they... Where and I believe OTT wrestling, a few other promotions over on, I say the side of the pond, OTT is in Ireland. But yes, it looks like we are heading for some kind of storyline between them. I guess a match as well. But Dave Meltzer is reporting that these segments are leading to something. Love Dave Meltzer. I think anybody that's watched the segments could probably tell you that was going to be the case anyway. It's not news, is it? No, it's definitely not. But Dave Meltzer figures out how wrestling booking works after I, but it's, You never know. It's the kind of thing where, you know, he, he says a lot of things. And I guess this is the kind of thing that's definitely going to come true anyway. But it looks like we're going to head to McIntyre Sheamus at some point. Which I guess is good because it means that, well, I don't want to say that. I was going to say maybe we're going to have McIntyre keeping the title and it's in a title feud. But... We've seen him with Randy Orton so many times. What's another one? You never know. They might think, lose the title. I think they're going to feud over his lovely new Claymore. Maybe they just have a sword fight. No, uh, you never know. Because uh, like Seamus maybe he a face or a heel just now. Because I thought he was a heel, and then he seemed like a very big face giving Drew his kilt. I think he is still a heel, but because he's in the Survivor Series storyline, we don't really get much for the Thunderdome on it, because the Hurt Business have gone for heel-to-face to heel again 
for how they're being told to be cheered or, you know, how people are being told to cheer or boo for them. Um, so I don't think we really know, but I would have said they was still a heel. Yeah. But I think we're kind of just accepting that they've got history there. So maybe, you know, the friendship is not in the kayfabe of Raw and we just accept that they're pals anyway. Aye, I mean, it's going to be, I think, uh, Brogue, I'll be set up for Brogue versus Claymore. I mean, that's... Ah, off, aye. That's and they've got to be hit at the same time as well. That would be fantastic. If yeah. At that move at the same time, but I so Seamus McIntyre. I don't care. I love Seamus, and obviously I, I want to see that. McIntyre, so I want to see that. I think you know the kind of Celtic feud thing. They can do a lot around that. So no, there's going to be a lot of tweets from Gary about taking a certain man off NXT commentary and making it a three way. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, get bad in there. Get bad news in there. Absolutely. Uh, let's go on to AEW then, and um, you know, it, it, not good news for Brody Lee. No, uh, I completely missed that he's just not been on TV for a while. I, I think it maybe speaks volumes for AEW and the fact that I didn't really notice that he wasn't there. Um, but I, we've not really seen him since the dog collar match. Apparently he might be injured. And again, this is another one of those ones where it's like, might be an ankle injury. We don't really know for certain because no one's really said anything. Dave Meltzer said it might be an ankle injury. Um, and again, no one... <laughs> it might be. A great reporting, Dave. It Aye. might be an ankle injury. It might be. an arm injury. It might be a head <laughs> injury. Maybe he's got a bruised neck for the dog call that was uh, used in the match. But just speaks volumes to AEW because I really didn't notice this until the story came out earlier in the week or I think it was late last week now but I just didn't notice that we hadn't seen him uh, so so I guess definitely good it, it speaks more volumes for AEW than it does for Brody Lee but I guess it would also maybe explain why we got that title change because I think a lot of people are saying why did you just put the title back on Cody Rhodes if you're going to get to Darby Allen anyway maybe this goes some way to explaining that aye 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 but I wonder if that happened during the match and they've called it if they called it in the ring then. Possibly, aye, that's another another possibility, definitely. But hmm. hopefully it just means people stop moaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. Um and more on Selena Vega. Aye, so at least we could fly through the first two bits of news and inverted quotes to to bring this. Because there is a lot on the Zelina Vega stuff. Obviously, we've kind of covered a lot of the grounds about, you know, her speaking about unionization. <laughs> Um, the, the kind of timeline is to release as well. So, and a lot of this has come from both PW Insider and also Sports Illustrated have put a wee bit on it as well, but they're a bit lacks clarity, which... Um, so, Zelina Vega released on uh, Friday, just before SmackDown. Her tweet about unionization came out, uh, saying she supports it 10 minutes before her release was confirmed. A lot of people saying, oh, she was uh, sacked for saying she supports it. She was sacked beforehand. Uh, sacked, again, is a strong word. That is what happened in this case. Um, it was for creating an OnlyFans account after having previously been told to close all third-party things. Again, not here to say whether that's right or wrong. People can make up their own minds on I'll that. I'll tell you it's wrong. <laughs> I, I, I will sit back and um, let people make up their own minds. You've got relationships to continue, but I'll say it's wrong <laughs> on your behalf. However, uh, you know, Zelina Vega, no longer part of the company. Her husband is. <laughs> um, I am, again, not going to say anything about whether this may or may not affect him anyway, in any way. However, WrestleVotes have come out and said that recently, and they've said it's not related directly, but they're married. So, so it's related in some way. Um, Alistair Black requested a move back to NXT 
recently, and again, they've not said how recently or anything like that, but WrestleVotes are one of those kind of, I, I always call them ever reliable because even when they're wrong, it comes at a couple of weeks later that they were right. Yeah. <laughs> always seems to be the case with WrestleVotes. Um, and they confirmed one of my stories as well. So, uh, so, so big I, question, guys, how long till um, a certain somebody's going through a table? <laughs> yep, Nia Jax is definitely putting Alistair Black through a table at Survivor Series. Um, no, but apparently that move was rejected. And again, I think this is the kind of thing that's maybe, it's only news because of what happened to Zelina Vega, but it's came out before that Ask has requested a move back. Kevin Owens has requested a move back. Obviously, Kevin Owens appeared once in NXT since, but it might not even be anything related. It might be, but it might not be anything related. But apparently, he did request a move back and it was rejected. And he's not exactly set the world on fire on, no. a, <laughs> on Raw or SmackDown since. So I guess we'll kind of wait and see what happens with that. But the big news is the, the, the Zelina Vega stuff going forward. SAG AFTRA, I don't know if you're allowed to say that without spelling out the S-A-G-A-F-T-R-A thing. Um, but the Screen Actors Guild essentially got wind of Zelina Vega's um, both her release and the fact that she had supported unionization. And they have come out and said that they are going to actively seek um, essentially involvement in wrestling. Uh, so they're going to look into the wrestling industry and try and get involved in some way. Important to note, they've no point to do it WWE, so it seems like they might be seeking you know, involvement overall which probably is a big challenge, you'd have to say. The wrestling industry, is, uh, as we've seen this year, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in it that might um, might be difficult to have unionisation change in some way, but we'll see, because if anybody can do it, I guess the biggest uh, entertainment trade union in America is the way to go. Andrew Yang has came out and app, uh, openly supported that as well. We don't know if he will politically have any kind of um, involvement thus far because we need to wait and see what gets announced in terms of American political roles and stuff going forward. Obviously, a certain get announced. yeah, a certain WWE Hall of Famer has only recently um, conceded defeat and also. I think I think saying he's conceded rigged. defeat is, so... is a little bit strong there, Gary. I don't think those words have left his mouth yet. No, he's, he's still said it was rigged. Um, so I, well, we don't know if Andrew Yang will be involved, but he's obviously very um, clear in what he wants to see happen. The Screen Actors Guild are kind of involved. I guess we'll wait and see, but we'll not really see if Zelina Vega does anything else until the middle of February because she's got a 90 day long compete clause. So, Let's just hope aye. the Film Actors Guild don't get involved. Yeah. Aye. I mean, it makes it, I mean, the, the whole thing, it just must be very awkward from Alistair Black's point of view. You know, I guess when anything like that happens in wrestling, it's happened in the past when there's been, you know, on a, well, real off air couples, you know, things have happened where one has been noticed. It's just really awkward, isn't it? It must be a horrible, horrible position to be in for, for Alistair Black, especially when he's such a talented guy, you know, and should be getting a big push up into up into the kind of the main event picture, you know, it's that's no good. No good at all. Do you remember him his debut and like how like what was it him and Ricochet competed for every tag team belt over one weekend? Yeah, that's many a weekend. Yeah. And the uh, the Twitch account is a joint Twitch account as well, which is one of those ones. But it's interesting as well because the, the one thing worth noting is uh, the other big news that happened this week 
is Sasha Banks is in the Mandalorian. Um, yeah. Under her real name, Mercedes Vernado. Um, so she's not doing the John Cena. WWE only getting a cut of that money. Uh, but WWE have openly advertised and promoted everything that she's done in the Mandalorian. So it's interesting to see where these third-party things extend to and where they don't extend I to. Think, I yeah. think a certain mouse has given a certain business, Vince, a little bit of a cutback there. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we'll speculate on that and thanks as usual for the news, Gary. Ah, once again, welcome to Fantasy Booking Island. We're all rubbed up in Factor 25, enjoying the sunshine while the rain pours in Scotland. It's the island where anything in wrestling goes. Um, last week we were asked to book a gimmick match, any kind of real gimmick match. Let's go round the houses. Gary, what did you book? As always, I don't remember. For goodness sake. <laughs> you. you stole my idea if you would like oh, to remember, yeah, Gary. Oh, yeah, snake pit match uh, with Slash, Serpentico, Jake Roberts, yes, and uh, Stone Cold and Randy Orton involved. That was the one. Yep, you stole my snake pit match. Yep. Uh, Alex, what would you? What was yours? Anything but a ladder match, I believe. It was indeed. Um, and mine's it was the Glasgow Subway Street Fight where you go around from stop to stop, you wrestle and... Well, I wonder who's won this one. <laughs> I wonder who's won this one. Well, I've got the results in, boys. With 75% of the vote, it was my good self that won this week's fantasy booking. So I like to think that the Patreons are now like at least 75% from Glasgow. <laughs> Who knows? But I won, so no. I, I think we're seventy-five percent from Larbor and one household in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Get my Patreon account set up <laughs> over this way. Um, so last, so that was the last week's booking. This week, Daniel McBride's been in touch, and he has asked for the booking. Can you make the twenty-four-seven title prestigious? Good luck. Um, do you know what? Since he's moaned and he was going to protest about it, I am going to put Alex first up for it. If he's wants to see if he's um, going to protest or throw in the towel straight away, Alex, your three minutes start now. Well, I, I would have protested, but I've had an idea. So you just take the twenty-four-seven, you put it in the bin, and you pull out the hardcore title, and you finish. But that's not making the twenty-four-seven prestigious. It is. It's putting it in the bin and then replacing it with something else. Okay, then, just hit it with a hammer, smash it up, then have Mick Foley present it to R-Truth again. That was my exact idea. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that is your booking. Gary, yeah. is that your booking? No, I will go for a... Right. I'll go okay. for, uh, well, Alex is throwing... Alex pretty is, similar, but... Alex has spat the dummy, clearly. Well, I had, that, that, that's what Alex came up with in 53 minutes. You're Requests have been made. This is not the first time this issue has been raised. <laughs> Could never work for Vince, right? Okay. Uh, so just just let all the listeners know, I have John saved on my phone as last minute Mac, and you can guess the reason why. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just saying, right? Okay, Gary, I'll give you three minutes starting now. I was actually gonna just take the question of can you make it prestigious and answer no, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think you can. Um, but I, my, my first thought was actually going back to that uh, I didn't think as smart as putting it in the bin and pulling out the hardcore one I was going to have Mick Foley come back and say no, no, no this is not what I expected this title to be you've made it a joke when the hardcore championship has a long lineage of being a very well respected championship and smash the belt 
uh, with some kind of hammer on that just make it the hardcore title. However, I think we can try and make it prestigious again. So essentially what I would do there is, and you would probably need to have somebody that's a big name win it. Maybe not a big name, just somebody that can carry a match. But R-Truth I think would be fine. Have R-Truth come out every week and actually issue an open challenge. The, the, the rules of the 24-7 title are suspended for this match, as they say, every week. But you have R-Truth do the John Cena, mimic his childhood hero John Cena, and come out and issue an open challenge every week to someone from NXT who can come and have 20 minutes of airtime. Um, annoyingly, if it was on SmackDown, we could call it the Fox Open Challenge, but we can't call it the USA Open Challenge. Or maybe you can. The USA Network Open Challenge, there you go, completely ripping off John Cena. Even have him dress as John Cena and come out and issue that open challenge. And we have NXT Superstars Challenge for the title every week. 20 minutes, time limit match, um, even rip off AEW that way. You have 20 minute time limit matches that can go to a draw, Artrus retain, retains the title. And there you go, you just have him defend the title every week. That's how you make it prestigious. Good. Not bad shout, not bad shout. Okay, I'll go up next. Right, here's my idea to make it prestigious. Let's just get back to basics and doing what you were before. Where we're, we're seeing these cuts from across the week, you know, made in a package where they're fighting out in the street. They're doing roll-ups at ball pits. I mean, it's a bit hard while we call obviously COVID at the moment. They're, you know, they're doing through, going to a drive-through and, you know, our, you know, somebody jumps out and does a pin. But it's not just a roll-up every time, it's an actual match. All they seem to be to the 24-7s is roll up, roll up, roll up, and it's just shite. Let's make it into a proper wrestle match. And every week, let's have a cinematic style match where every week, you know, there might be a wheel spun or, you know, just to say, right, next week's match is in a construction yard. This week, next week's match is at mini golf, you know, and there's a cinematic style match which just uses Can stuff. Can I just remind you of the Street Profits Viking Raiders rivalry that you hated that you were just slowly <laughs> yeah, describing? Yeah, I know, but this is, this is for the 24-7 title. It's not for the tag title. So there can be that comedic element to it. And, you know, you make it... So there is a, a big kind of feature match each week. And do you know what? You actually make a division out of it. See, all these people are just running about doing nothing and chasing the title. Just make a kind of almost like a league. Next, so next week, this week's winner was such and such. Up until the, the match on Thursday, it's a free-for-all. But I tell you what, whoever's, took, you know, the next kind of contender are, are doing well. They get that match every, every uh, Monday. So, the, you know, whether it's, you know, like I say, and just make it into this big thing each week. You know, and put all these guys who aren't got nothing to do into that division, and it just gives a good bit of telly, good bit of entertainment, and just something different on the on the sh a three-hour show every week. I'm really surprised no one went for the what I would call the easy option here, and had the Miz cash in his money in the bank on Artruth for the 24/7 Championship. I thought somebody was going to go for it. <laughs> can it kind of devalues money in the bank too much though does it ah exactly ah, I, I guess we get some balance it would kind of elevate <laughs> one while bringing so you wouldn't need down. to like, you wouldn't need to cash in with money in the bank though because because, yeah, you, need, because you wouldn't need to because it would have made sense if Otis had done that because he didn't realise that the 24-7 you could just have a match wherever you wanted and he tried to cash in on it there you go. There you go. Um, so there you go. That is this week's fancy booking. Alex phoned it in yet again. You know, just put it in the bin, pull out the hardcore title as his booking. Gary, <sighs> wee bit more effort into his. Uh, so yeah, 
That's right. And then you've got mine, which is obviously... And John's was obviously terrific. He put loads of effort into it and everyone in Barbara's going to vote for him this week, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, so get on. <laughs> you can get voting whose booking you think is the best. Head on to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We'll get the vote up and you can also suggest something for us to book next week. So there you have it. The irony is Alex couldn't do this one because he needs a notice because he needs to think about it 24-7. Hey! <laughs> so that's it for this week's Marks show. Please remember to get on to wherever you get this podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, do all that. And remember, Rab and Grade will back on Friday with the main show. List of Wrestling Daft this week. Gradle was in a right stinking mood last week. He thought the list of wrestling daft, which we did last week, which was the, and what well, God, I can't even remember it. It was so good. What was it? the biggest holy shit moments? Um, and he was like boring, boring. He was in the right stinking mood. So we put the suggestion right, Gradle. You put up whatever you want. He couldn't think of anything, but he eventually came up with the best wrestling rumors. So that one so we'll be looking for your best wrestling rumors on the list of wrestling daft this week also in the pun in um it's sex wrestlers greatest greatest starter for 10 last week was cm spunk um so yeah anything relating to sex uh, what does the cm in his cm spunk stand for i don't know Semen punk. Yeah, men. Semen punk. So, spunk though. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I think you actually need to get Gary on as a guest for this segment. <laughs> we should. Gary is the king oh, of the... We have no, been bad in, times. I have to say, we have been absolutely inundated with these. So, get involved on our Twitter and get your sex wrestling puns in. And we asked randomly, we came across a clip with Undertaker being interviewed by Jenny Powell and getting angry at the mere mention of Ant and Deck. Um, and then we've been inundated with lots of appearances of wrestlers on 90s TV shows as well. So we'll be talking about that on Friday as well. I think my favourite so far is Randy Savage on Games Master. Um, let's, before we go today, let's just run through the card for Survivor Seas, quick predictions. Right, let's start at the bottom. The Undertaker's final farewell. What is going to happen there, Mr. Cassidy? What, have you heard anything? No, I would absolutely love it. If it ends with Elias smashing a guitar out of his back because, you know, Elias has been the butt of the joke mm-hmm. between Undertaker and Cena. But I think we are actually probably more fool me because this never happens in wrestling. I think it's going to go off without a hitch. I think we're going to have him actually just say his farewell. Oh, really? <laughs> but how, how daft of me to say something like that because obviously we, everybody's saying it's going to lead to either The Fiend or Sting or Brock Lesnar or somebody coming out and, you know, or Randy Orton. It would be, I mean, we all know that Sting's free at the moment. That we, you know, have we all seen what you can do with a cinematic match with The Undertaker last year? Would it, you know, he does his farewell and then Sting appears on the ramp. There's no WrestleMania. I, I don't think there's enough cinema in the world to cover up a Sting Undertaker match in 2020, mate. <laughs> I, I actually think we're, I, I think we're out of the cinematic match era. I think we're looking at the crowds now. No, like that isn't my political opinion. I need to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but I, I think I think WWE are looking at crowds now. I don't think. I'm not are. sure if that's going to be the case. I think things might change in America come January for some reason. Yeah. Yes, um, but I, I'm I'm thinking that their viewpoint would be that if the Super Bowl is going to have fans, then they can have fans and cinema matches. But if, if, if you are going to do a Sting Undertaker match, that is the only way to do it as a kind of cinema match, and it's the match that everybody's wanting to see. So why the hell not? We'll wait and see. I don't think it'll Undertaker happen. Goldberg. That's why the hell. Oh. <laughs> I just want Kane to come out and them to have a really big hug in the ring. 
Right. Okay. That would be. That would be the way to do it. Tie, yeah. tie up that story, start to finish. Well, we'll see. So the monk could come out. Or too far. Yeah, too far, too far. Um, Bobby Lashley versus <laughs> Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Um, again, it's a huge dynamic. Oh, see, I think I think Sami Zayn's going to steal like a cheeky little one, like he did with like he did this week on SmackDown. Yeah, it's going to be like a stupid finish, and Sami's going to win it by like a countout or a disqualification or by some nefarious means. Yeah, I would um, like that to be the case, but I think the Hurt Business might outnumber Sami Zayn. Aye, yeah, Cesaro, like Nakamura. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe Lashley, Lashley, I think, yeah, I think Lashley's winning that one. Uh, New Day Street Profits? I think it'll be Street Profits. I think I can see the young, young team going over on it, yeah, absolutely. I think, it'll be a cry. I think that'll be one of the matches of the night. I think it'll be, oh, it'll be fantastic, I don't care who wins it, I think it'll be brilliant, Aye, but I think... Do you think you could get a heel turn from one of them in it? No, uh, not a Survivor Series, what would be the point? Uh, uh, Oscar, Sasha, it's just face versus face, heel versus heel, isn't it? It's just, geez. Uh, Oscar versus Sasha. Bailey screws Sasha. Bailey screws Sasha, yeah, that's probably the way it's going to go. That, that would make sense, I kind of hope they don't, but I, we've seen yeah. this match so many times this year, I know it's different dynamics, but... Yeah, uh, uh, Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce and Lana Team Raw versus Bianca Belia, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan and two TBDs. Who are the two TBDs? Any inklings of who they be? Probably Natalia, even though she's lost all the qualifiers. I think probably her. But who knows until SmackDown's not Carmella? Really... I... Oh, Chelsea maybe, Green? Maybe, but... No, she's injured. She's, oh, uh, okay. She broke a wrist in her debut like she oh. did with NXT. So uh-huh. she's out for three months at least. Um, I pro- I, uh, Carmella's a good shout but I mean she seems to be preoccupied with Sasha Banks so maybe she costs Sasha um, they should put Bailey in there that would make sense but for me I don't think it matters who's in it because Lana's going to be the last woman standing and win it for Team Raw yeah that's a good shout that's a good shout um, and the men's Survivor Series we've got Keith Lee AJ Styles Seamus Braun Strowman and Riddle Riddle um, versus Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and do you know what they should do? I think they should enter a third team called Retribution, and Retribution should win. That might happen. That might, you know, that might happen. Who's who else is they going to put in for SmackDown on that team? I'm just trying to think. Alistair Black. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, no idea. I think they'll probably do another one of these last chance. Uh, uh, matches Daniel Bryan. So the, I, I was going to say Daniel Bryan. Uh, uh, Daniel. Is Kevin Owens in there? Is he part uh, of the Kevin team Owens just now? Uh, he's part of it. Um, so probably Daniel Bryan. Jimmy Uso? Or is Jimmy still on the shelf? He's uh, January, I think, as far as we know. But again, I might be wrong. Might, he might be a part of it. Uh, uh, um, Lars Sullivan. That'll be who'll be in it. And finally, uh, McIntyre versus Reigns. The impossible match to call. I want Reigns to win. I think I think interference from Sheamus and Reigns to win. Uh, or Jay like, maybe as well. I think I mean they started the Jay. Like Jay, Jay could jump the gun and get involved, and then Roman gets really pissed off about it, and then it continues the Jay Roman storyline, while protects both Drew and Roman. Uh, that's I, I, I think, think that's the kind of one that I don't really want Roman to lose yet, and we know that I know that 
Orton already beat McIntyre, so maybe it is the easy thing to do to just have McIntyre lose. Because I don't think any of them... That's the kind of match where nobody loses it. That's why I think Sheamus will be involved, just so they protect both of them. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But there you go. Uh, so, actually, we're going to do a Patreon pay-per-view party next Monday for that. If you want to get involved, get involved. Wrestling Daft. Oh, no. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. We don't have a website. Um, so, yeah, get involved, boys. <laughs> As usual, thank you for your company this evening. Uh, Gary, we could we can get you at where? Wrestling Gary on Twitter, where I'm being a complete mark and shell for myself. So, that's the only patient. place you need to follow to heal any other ramblings I mean. Absolutely. Alex, where can we get you? I just don't think there's any point. To be Have honest. you opened Twitter since <laughs> last week? I, I think I... No, I'm sure I did for some reason. I'm there was something I, funny I'm, that came I'm going to check for Alex. Just, you can get Alex at Thirsty Bar. But... I, Alex is on 80 followers on the dot. I oh, think 100 by next followers. week is not a... I think 80, 80 to 100 is not a massive jump. Oh, but then that would that would require me to then have some presence on Twitter. <laughs> and then I'd have to like think of things to post. I'd have to find content. Alex, this isn't fancy. John, John, can send his, uh, John can send his Undertaker impression to Alex, and that's where you need to see that exclusively on Alex's Twitter. There, there you go. There you go. There we go. He's, 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 that's why we pay him the money. Um, right. Let's, uh, Thank you very much for listening to Wrestling After the Marks, and until next time, keep marking out. Audio Frontier. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.